With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Everybody. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Adam, sitting in for Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk about Questioning Darwin. Yes, the, the documentary. Yeah, that's on HBO right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little movie review. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I figured... Just right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that'd be fun. We've yeah, never yeah, done... Yeah. Well, we, it's not that we've never done movie reviews on the podcast, but it's been a really long time. Yeah, yeah. I think we... we at, or, uh, Dan and I tried to do one or two at the very beginning. Sure. We're kind of right. figuring out the format a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Well, and that's something that, you know, the, on the podcast uh, that I normally do, that's that's what the show is, is yeah. it's a movie review uh, yeah. podcast. So, yeah, it's so uh, be- apropos, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are, uh, if you notice the sound quality difference a little bit here, we are recording this at my house. Yeah. Uh, and I like, I, we go a little, a uh, little bit freer than you guys do. We yeah. don't, uh, your show sounds crazy professional compared to ours. <laughs> well... I know, yeah. Well, thank you. It really does. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we try. Yeah. We, yeah. We, have, we have a couple tricks yeah. up our sleeves. We, we, I'm always, I'm like, for somebody who actually has a background in radio, I'm surprisingly off mic on our show a lot. <laughs> Just like wandering away from it. And if I was a, if I was a producer and had to deal with me, I'd get so pissed at me. Like, <laughs> well, get on mic. What are you doing? <laughs> way, way over here like this half the time. Right. Talking. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm having to like, because I'm not able to like, I'm actually kind of far from the mic from for for how I normally yeah, do. Yeah, you guys eat it, and so the mic is so live. I'm like scratching at my beard, and you can and so I like can with yours, it. you normally wouldn't no, be able to no, hear no, that. No, no, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we won't hear any barking dogs in the background, but that that happens sometimes <laughs> too. Happen. It's just part of the the ambiance. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I think sure. the listeners will be fine. With yeah, that. definitely. Well, do you want to get into some uh, some news here? Do yeah. You... Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I would love to start. Yeah? Let me go ahead and go with one here. Um, and when you just say this story, it sounds like one of those things that you go, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've heard a lot about this lately. Uh-huh. We have a pharmacist uh, at, uh, at a Walgreens, <clears throat> excuse me, at a Walgreens, refused to sell the morning after pill, the Plan B pill, because right. he felt like it was abortion, right? Right. And then he considered that, it was his religious freedoms that were being impeded upon by Walgreens, right, mm. for not selling it. I mean, and this goes back. There's the whole Obamacare thing where they're right. saying the same thing, where they're just like, you know, it always comes down to uh, 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 women's uh, protective health um, right. concerns that that, and it's men right. that are going. Oh, I don't, I don't want to. That goes against my religion to sure. sell that. You I know, there's been a female pharmacist or two that hasn't wanted probably, to but we never hear about them. We it's never usually hear about that just one. guys and guys' concerns about and, vaginas. And there are some states that allow for pharmacists, like let's say you own the pharmacy, that you can. So this isn't a personal pharmacy. This is Walgreens. This is Walgreens. He's, and he's 
employed by a corporation. He's employed by a corporation. Yeah. A. That's yeah. A. Yeah. Um, now, this guy's also a Baptist church deacon, and he lost his job after an ongoing dispute about selling Plan B, All and right. was and he was fired. And now he's suing Walgreens, saying that he was fired because of his religious beliefs. Oh. And you go, oh, oh, all right. Well, Here's... it's not so much his beliefs. He could have worked there with those beliefs. Okay, sorry. He could I'm, I'm interrupting. No, 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 no. You, you, you raise a very valid point. <laughs> he could work there with his beliefs and do the things he was hired to do as, as part of his job. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I'm quoting from this article. This is, this is from uh, religiontoday.com. Things, to, things came to a head in mid-July. So this is already going on for a while, this issue about, you know, Joe, you got to sell the damn pill. That's part of what you do. And he, right? Oh, so he'd been like written up a couple times. Right. Before. Okay. Uh, things came to a head in mid-July, according to the complaint. Hall claims that six boxes, and Hall uh, uh, is the guy that got fired. This is uh, 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 Philip Hall. Okay. Uh Hall claims that six boxes of Plan B were delivered to the store, but were mislabeled as behind-the-counter drugs. He then bought all six boxes <laughs> for $328 and threw them away. What? Okay. Okay. So, so okay. <laughs> so clever. That's clever. Yeah, that's okay. clever. Okay. Um, He's beating the system. When his boss learned what happened, you know... <laughs> Uh, Hall was initially accused of stealing the drugs. After he showed the receipt, he was then asked if he would sell Plan B. He said that he would not and was fired. Because, because, okay, so you didn't fire him because he didn't sell it. You fired him because he's wackadoo, right? <laughs> like, you, at that point, you're like, okay, this guy, like, you know, you get, into, you, you get out into the weeds a couple of times over the religion conversation. And probably, like, as an employer, you're like, Ugh, I don't want to be on the you know, five o'clock news. And so right, you right. just kind of let it go. But when you show up and an entire shipment of a drug is gone <laughs> because your pharmacist, the one who you rely on to oh my give these drugs out and not just, I mean, all right. So there's the plan B drug, but like, if you're a pharmacist, you're also giving out like Xanax and psychotropics and yeah. like all kinds of fairly dangerous drugs. Like you want to be able to trust this guy. And he's like, I bought them all and I threw them all away. Here's the deal. <laughs> I think Walgreens missed a, the perfect opportunity to make a ton of money off this guy. Oh, okay. They could have just kept ordering in like <laughs> shiploads of, of plan B and just well, that's what, to buy all. Of them. Well, see, and this is the thing is because one of the stories that you said that you almost did, and then you, you opted not to is this lady that went by the, the sun pack store. Oh yeah. The Mormon lady that, uh -huh. and saw the t-shirts, your pack sun, yeah. sun, pack sun, uh, and saw the t-shirts with like girls and bikinis on them. And yeah, whatever it's not like it's a you know it's a girl in a bikini i mean right, like, right, come right. on literally your your cat could walk across the keyboard and find more nefarious things on the line on, right, 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 on, right. On, on the internet than that but anyway she ends up spending like 500 dollars buying all the shirts out of the store right yeah, yeah down in provo here's the thing about that and the plan b thing whatever this person thinks they're doing it's like back when i was younger and i i, I had a lot of friends who sort of went the route of becoming like militant vegans and like mm -hmm. you know joining like little factions of local like alf organizations right and one of the things that a, a guy i knew did was they burned down a mcdonald's and they had like they did jail time for it. Like You're it was this, me. yeah. When and, was that? Oh, this is like back in the early nineties. Okay. And so, okay. but the joke, like the thing that all of us were like, uh, doy to them was like, 
you didn't. It's not like it was not. It wasn't Ted Bundy's house with Ted Bundy inside of it. And you're like, well, that solves that problem. Yeah, it's right. just the same thing with the plan B. Like you literally did that. Mm-hmm. And then after you do that, the guy at Walgreens, after he fires you, goes and gets on the phone and the other end of the phone rings and it's a warehouse the size of the one at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark full of Plan B. <laughs> and they just like go down and get a dolly and get uh-huh. another box yeah. of it and send it back yeah. to him or the pack something. Yeah. It's not like you can, if you're the militant vegan, you can't just go in and start throwing away beef in the store and you're like, that'll stop it. <laughs> right? Like it's, get, it, well, it makes a point, doesn't it? Doesn't but, somebody read the article? But it's not like it's and, not like he burned the boxes I mean, of Plan I, I, B in the parking lot of the Walgreens right, with like picketing signs. He threw them away and didn't tell and anybody until receipt. he got caught. Yeah, get the, <laughs> to show the receipt, and he's like, "Well, this shouldn't get me in any trouble." <laughs> yeah, that's insanity. I wonder if they just fished him out of the the trash and resold him. Oh yeah, they could have. Oh, well, he, well, he probably thought he probably is like I. He showed him the receipt and was like, "I threw these away, and I'm not telling you where I threw them away." At. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to go to a story that's uh, here here in Utah. A painful story. These are not the stories that I like to share about Utah to the rest of the world. <laughs> Whenever you're trying to get into some conversation about how bat, not batshit crazy, <laughs> yeah, that's and the you're one. like, oh no, okay, but this one is just. It's it's brilliant. Um, the headline says, Utah lawmaker, colon, our atmosphere needs more carbon dioxide. That's a quote. That's, yeah. Basically, oh, that's okay. a quote. Yeah. All right. Um, so he is, um, let's see, the guy, his name is Jerry Anderson. He's from Price. And now he's uh, like a full-grown adult that has not had any traumatic brain injury or anything like that. No, he's I been don't. elected to a position. That does not mean he hasn't had traumatic brain injury, especially in this state. Um, Fair enough. But um, he's he's um, he's proposed legislation uh, that would limit the state's ability to regulate emissions of um, of actually, well, I mean specifically like carbon dioxide. But the the way that it's been written, it's House Bill two twenty nine. It narrows the definition of the term air contaminant, uh, clarifying that, uh, quote, natural components of the atmosphere, including nitrogen, oxygen, and other stable or noble gases, are not pollution. Uh, oh. Okay. So, so what, therefore, so what, out of what the is? of resu- re- uh, regulation by the state. Um, and so... Yeah, you you, well, you raise a good question because the, these are not necessarily things that we want in in large amounts. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody's saying that that like you know uh, refineries are making magic pixie dust and that that's what's causing all the pollution. You know, it, it's it's about levels of things. Right. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, that's like saying. I mean, that's like saying that because it exists in some form naturally, <laughs> it's great for you. Then it's great for you. Yeah. 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 That's, that's that's what he's saying. Uh, and so he says, um, we are short of carbon dioxide for the needs of the plants. Anderson, a retired... And this is the thing. He's, he's, in, he's a legislator, but he's also a retired science teacher. Apparently. <laughs> I, I, I pity the children who went through his classes. Um, he, uh, so he said that concentrations reached... Concentrations of uh, carbon dioxide 
is what I think what he yeah of carbon dioxide reached 600 parts per million at the time of the dinosaurs and they did quite well <laughs> okay I don't know that he sees the irony in that statement, does it does, does he really say quite well that's what he's quoted as in the wow. Tribune. yeah uh, he says I think we could double the carbon dioxide uh, I think that we currently have and not have any adverse effects. Oh, what? Where, where do you, where do you even begin to suppose that that's coming from? It's coming from, he's a batshit crazy conservative who doesn't think that he's a, obviously a climate change denier. Right. Right. And so he's just, he's just grasping at straws. He's just like, he's trying, he thinks he's being quite clever. Right. In like his approach. This is a great way that we can like diffuse these environmentalists and their ability to to regulate is by citing is by citing an entire species that's extinct. <laughs> yeah. It's having done quite well. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> now, granted, I don't think it was like carbon dioxide poisoning that got rid of the dinosaurs. No, but, but... I mean, you don't you know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, you just, you never want to, anytime that you can reference something that at some point ends in disaster, it never makes people, like, uh, feel confident about your argument. Yeah. I, so, but, but, okay, so, like, the, the, the whole part about uh, lowering the emissions, do you think that, like, is that, is that for cars? Is that for refineries? Does he want to get, like. It's probably more, like, the industry thing, yeah. That's my guess. I don't know what the, I didn't look into, like. The context of like why he's he's, he's it's going so weird this, for but, that for that argument to happen yeah. in Utah also because for those of you who don't know and, and this year it's it's been more prevalent um, than in past just in terms of it showing up in the news uh, uh, for those of you who don't live in Utah um, especially in the Salt Lake Valley we have the most horrendous pollution problem with oh, this yeah. inversion that comes from yeah. uh, the Great Salt Lake and in proximity to the mountains and. And, and and the inversion has always been here. The actual thing itself, the inversion. Yeah. They even talk about the settlers. Uh, you know, they have like the the uh, diaries of these mountain men who very first came here. And they would, you know, talk about how in the winter it was like you couldn't see down into the valley because it was because it, it was so uh, foggy and and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, full of this haze. But right. that haze traps pollution in it. Where they literally, they literally tell like elderly people, like, don't go outside. Well, yeah, there's school. Schools now don't let children out for recess. Yeah, on bad days. Yeah, I mean that's how bad it is. And we have this guy saying we could double the amount of. Yeah, I. So let's be clear as to like what the problems here are, like specifically, because like the the problem in Salt Lake Valley, the real health problem is uh, for particulate matter that's. Right. Smaller than it's it's PM two point five right. smaller. Right. That's that's like the problem. Um and uh obviously emissions from automobiles and whatnot cause that. And I'm not I that's carbon would be more his, this guy's thing. I think he's really trying to talk about like climate change. Not so much our environment our current, very present, very visible problems with with automobile emissions. Right. I don't think that he's... But he is talking about... He is talking about uh, uh, redefining terminologies in order to lower emission standards. Mm -hmm. So that still is 
looking into things right. like refineries and cars oh, sure, and yeah. all yeah. of those yeah, things. Sure. So, yeah. so I mean, again, even though he might be citing something about climate change, if he's citing it in order to try and get some kind of a bill passed to make the emissions looser, mm-hmm. then there is a pretty direct correlation between yeah. that and oh, more, clearly. more more indoor recess days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. It's so gross. Fortunately, there were some people... Um, that he was he was not the only one who was allowed to speak. Uh, there was also um, an actual like scientist from oh, the University of Utah uh, who was able to uh, uh, reel everything back in. Uh, he said, "We are on a path." This guy, um, Joe Andrade, uh, says, uh, "We were we are on a path to double the amount of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere since we started burning fossil fuels. We can see all the chaotic weather that it has, that it has already produced." It is not toxic to you and me below concentrations of 1,000 or 2,000 parts per million, but it's toxic to this planet, setting an arbitrary upper limit that is out of the bounds of anything related to planetary stability is simply bad government. So thank God there was somebody up there. And then Anderson rebuttaled with, whoa, 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 who's the retired science teacher here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Oh boy. Uh, well, let's uh, let's fly away from uh, uh, hazy uh, Utah yeah. down to Orlando, Florida, where Ooh, sunny Orlando. Yeah, okay. yeah. Where where no one's batshit crazy, right? I, I don't believe they have a batshit crazy problem. Yeah, in Florida. In, in, in Florida? No, no. I've never, that's I've never not where people that. get their faces eaten off, is it? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so here we go. This is from uh, uh, again Religion News. Uh, the word Christian and horror movie rarely appear in the same sentence, much less in this f- same film's promotional material. But that's exactly what Tim Che, writer and director of Final, The Rapture, Uh-oh. does to promote his picture in its city-by-city city rollout. Ooh. As the movie's poster promises, when the rapture strikes, all of hell will break loose. Oh. So he has made, and he's he's a Christian, and he has made a Christian movie here. That's faith-promoting? That's faith-promoting as a modern retelling of of the, uh, uh, the rapture, of the end of days. Okay? Wow. Okay. And he is, is going full bore, making this thing into a, a sort of a cross between a Christian horror film and, as he puts it, a Christian disaster movie. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Christian disaster. I love disaster movies. Acknowledging that a movie theater is no substitute for a sanctuary, Chase said his purpose is to scare the living daylights out of (laughs) non-believers. If it means I have to make a horror film to make it realistic to win people to Christ, then so be it. Nobody's going to convert because of this thing. No, no. If anything, that sounds like the beginning of an amazing drinking game. (laughs) Final, the rapture, the drinking game. Right? Final, colon. colon... the rapture. Okay. And I mean, because, you know, and the thing is, and, and, and this article does cite, uh, uh, you know, um, things like Final Destination, you know, that, mm. that is very much this this series of books that were then turned into these really poorly made movies starring right. Kirk Cameron right. uh, about the, the end days. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. As well as, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the other one that they cite? Uh, oh, The Hell Houses. Mm. You know, the, as being sort of Did these ways to. Did you see that documentary? Tr- oh yeah, Hell House? oh yeah, oh yeah. We reviewed it on our podcast a couple oh of years God. ago, and it's it's. You know, I think that that I think that I 
we'll reference that when we get into talking about our documentary. Okay. And then uh, later half of the episode, but yeah, but you know, as these ways to try and like scare people to Jesus, he does have this amazing, this amazing quote here though. He says, uh, Chase says, I can be as violent as I can without being gratuitous. Anything goes. (laughs) If anything goes. No, listen, listen. Anything goes. And then the article says, well, that anything in the evangelical Christian sense, he draws the line at nudity and profanity. (laughs) So no gratuitous violence, no nudity, no profanity, but anything goes. Anything goes in my movie. Anything goes that would be allowed at a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, right? yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... yeah, okay. That's awesome. So, so, but uh, <laughs> they really think that they're going to uh, be able to tap into the general mass media with this film. Uh, Che's wife, uh, the film's producer, even going so far as to refer to the film as a Trojan horse. Oh, clever. Right? Yeah. When all the kids listen, listen here, listen here. When all the kids are listening to the soundtrack to, uh, the rapture and they're wearing their rapture t-shirts, right? You know, they won't realize that it's really Christ's message. If they don't realize that it's Christ's message, then what's the point? Yeah. What's the point in doing it? And not to mention, I do believe that the, uh, Judd Apatow produced, this is the end. Yeah. I already covered all this, <laughs> but with a lot more dick jokes, <laughs> but really, I mean, you know, it is like, it's, it's also about the rapture, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. It really That's actually cool. is. And so I don't really know what, what, what cutting you so, know, new ground this is. You I know. wonder, I mean, is it like going to be like 2012? The, that, that, uh, who was that? Was that Nicolas Cage? Who was that? Oh, no. Uh, I think that was John Cusack. It, it was, was in 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, how far Awful. they fall. Awful. How far they fall. Did you see it? Yeah. It's oh. really bad. Well, it's like every other Roland Emmerich film. Like, uh. every one of them is like, ooh, in this one, I'm going to destroy this national monument. Right. And you're just like, okay, great. That's Ugh. whatever. Blow up the White House. Show the... <laughs> Show the Statue of Liberty getting covered in... I mean, that's just, like, destruction porn, right? Yeah, it totally and is. And so, like, I mean, is that the road that they're going down with this? Here's the problem. Yeah, anybody can do CGI, but that's kind of like saying anybody can do porn. It doesn't mean that you necessarily want to watch it. Mm. I think that the special effects that they're probably going to be able to have the uh, budget to... Uh, to put to, to put to good use is going to look on par with Sharknado. Mm. Okay. Right. It just tells like, the story. It tells. <laughs> it gets gets it the point. Gets across. the point across. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But uh, but yeah, I think that this is uh, uh, this is definitely um, let's see. Oh, okay. Final imagines the apocalyptic chaos for four non-believers: an African American, an Asian, a Hispanic, and a white man living in Los Angeles. Tokyo, Buenos Aires, and on a South Pacific island. Oh. Chase said his movie is more scarily realistic than the Left Behind movies, which cover the same subject but generate a meager generated a meager four million at the box office. Mm. So he's going. His is going to be much more scarily realistic version of mm. the Rapture. Thank God. Scarily realistic version of the Rapture. And I don't. Ugh. Like, I want to wow, see that, this, that and I looks, don't want to see it. Oh, I'm telling you, drinking game. I'm pretty sure we need to do this. I think what <laughs> we do we is... get a bootleg of it. 
Well, I think we get a bo- I think we get a bootleg of it. Uh-huh. I think we record a a, a podcast mm. of maybe like me, you, and Dan sitting around and go full mystery science theater on it, <laughs> and you could time it out so people could watch with us uh-huh. yeah. at home. Okay, yeah, you know, because uh-huh. that that actually yeah, sounds pretty fun. That sounds fun. I just I I can't like scarily realistic. It does even reference here. Uh, 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 both as theology and narrative, the text of the new of, of the book of Revelations has long been problematic for mainland Christians. Thomas Jefferson characterized it as the ravings of a lunatic. <laughs> it's in the article. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to make it scarily realistic ravings of a lunatic. <laughs> if you if you made it totally realistic, I don't think anybody would walk away scared enough to go to Christ. I think they'd be like. Well, now I'm sure it'll never happen. Right. Reading it in the book, it's like, well, that'd be kind of creepy if that happened. And then you actually see it and you're like, that's not fucking but happening. But his hope is, I mean, what is, what is the hope? It's not for non-believers. It's for people who are like just wishy-washy Christians who haven't like been saved. Yet. Well, yeah. That's the only people who are going to be affected. Just like it's the- not like it's. Not non-believers. Well, it's and, just like the hell house you, thing, yeah, right? It's yeah. like if you go through the hell house, if if you go through the hell house and come out the other side praying with yeah. those people, then you were just an idiot, right? You're an idiot that that was you were not on the fence about anything at 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 best, right? You were a lapsed Christian that you were, that you were like, Christian. oh man, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. like you watch the movie, and all I can think to myself is like, you watch Hell House, and all I can think to myself is. I don't know if I could make it through that without slapping somebody. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could. Yeah. You know, on some of these ones where it's like the gay man on his deathbed, Mm -hmm. you know, from AIDS and Mm -hmm. the demons taking him to hell. Like, I think I would have smacked the shit out of somebody. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was just like watching and I was like, oh, I don't know. That's not okay. That is not okay. I would get physically. I I would get into a physical altercation with somebody. Right. Like, so anyway, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I, I I think that you're right. I think that it's for, I mean, actually, I don't even think it's for people on the fence. I think it's a massive circle jerk for all the total believers. And just like with the Hell House thing, it's their excuse to be able to watch something that's gory with people getting murdered and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But because it's Christ's message, then they get, a, okay. they get to play that game for a yeah. little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how many people in, in the Hell House movie, how many of these good evangelicals, totally had a hard on about about being able to do the dance sequence at the rave mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. be one of the kids that gets to shoot up the school and right. kill a bunch of people you know with the machine gun with blanks in it right, right, right. because it's in Christ's name right 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 which is the grossest thing of all yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> right that's that's so much grosser than just being like dude i'm going to make a movie and pretend to shoot all my friends it's like well that's kind of creepy that's a little columbine esque yeah. if you're like Dude, I'm going to make a movie and pretend to shoot up all my friends for Jesus. It's like, that's even grosser. That's so much creepier. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I have a story about um, Denmark um, oh? banning um, the religious slaughter of, um, of, of animals in sort of like a, a like a butcher type setting. Right. Uh, so like a, uh, a, a slaughterhouse type. Uh, setting yeah. For, yeah. Kosher. Kind yeah, of, exactly. Yeah, kosher yeah, 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 yeah. butchers. Okay. Halal butchers. Because, and, and in case anybody doesn't know how that, how the halal, uh, 
uh, butcher kind of works. Do you yeah. want to get into that? I a do want to get into that because that's the whole crux of the whole thing. So, um, for, when, for, for the meat to be halal or kosher, uh, the animal actually has to be alive and, um, when, when it's, when it's slaughtered. Right. So the, the cutting they, of the like, throat they cut the throat or whatever, they have to be bled out. Oh, God, it's like that scene. Alive. It's like that scene in apocalypse now. Oh, Oh, God, at the very forever. end when they kill the cow. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but so anyway, so but this that kind of slaughter is generally um not the sort of the standard way that uh, well, it's actually not been allowed the standard for ever. Like because it's been they have the uh, retractable uh bolt gun, like, right? There's that, or there's also like, like what uh, Homeboy uses in No Country for Old Men, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. But there's there's also a way to um sort of anesthetize, um or stunning rather. They stun the the animal a lot. A lot of times, well, like, this is the whole chickens uh, will have like an electroshock that that um that sort of stuns them. Well, and this they, is the whole temple grand. What's her name? Temple Grandin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The hug machine thing that she made that, that like yeah. calms the animals down to be able to do that. Right. Exactly. To them. And so, so anyway, so there's, there's a standard way and European law, like D- Danish law up to this point had always just had sort of a religious exemption, right? They said th- their, their standard way of doing it was uh, the animal needs to be stunned and then you, then you can slaughter the animal. Um, and, uh, but, but, you know, of course, kosher and actually in Denmark, interestingly enough, um, all kosher meats were actually just already being shipped in um, because oh. they didn't have like actual Jewish. Um, they didn't butchers have the butchers in the country. OK, um, so all that was just being shipped in right. and declared kosher someplace else. Right. Um, but there's a large of enough uh, Muslim community that there are a lot of, you know, Muslim processing there, there's at least one processing plant. Well, anyways, so what's happened is the um, obviously the Muslim community. There's a an organization called Danish Halal, um, which has called for a repeal of the law um, because it's on, uh, according to them, a clear interference with religious freedom. Um, but the Danes are saying that um, animal rights come before religion is their stance. Wow. Which is pretty remarkable. That is remarkable. Uh, they're, they're not the only nation that's made this this decision. Um, why? Why do what? They're the most recent. What do you? And I don't know if you know this. Like, what is the the scripture that cited or the belief that that makes this uh, religion uh, this religious uh, slaughter need to be that way? I mean, I know that these are always like fucking wackadoo crazy like reasonings that, mm-hmm. that, that you end up with this kind of stuff. And we'll mm-hmm. get into more of this a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. <laughs> with right. a piece of, of, uh, of interesting information from one of the listeners. But, but I, I guess I'm just like, I don't, I can't, I don't know. I've never understood like what the specifics of why it has to be that way. It's, we're not going to get to the bottom of this. stupid reasoning just... that exists because it exists because <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's let's, what happens. Let's yeah. just move on. Okay, so uh... <laughs> let's let's travel let's travel a little ways away from Denmark. <laughs> okay, sure. To Mars. Oh, Mars. Mar- 
Mars. The planet? The planet, Mars. Okay. What's okay. happening uh, on, on Mars? Well, as I'm sure you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that lots of, 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 of listeners know, mm-hmm. uh, they're planning a trip. They're planning a trip to Mars, yeah, right? Yeah, there's, and they put the word out. There, they were like, they were letting are, there's people more know. than one trip being planned. So right. who's 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 planning this trip? Uh, this is uh, uh, this is the group, uh, the Mars One mission. Okay, so, uh, and so these are the, these are the ones that are soliciting applicants from general just populace. From the popular. Okay. Yeah, you know, because well, and, and part of it was this idea that that you know, obviously they want scientists, they want astronauts, they want mm-hmm. people like that, right? Right researchers but at the same time they also they also want regular people uh and they're probably more likely to find regular people that they can train to do a lot of these jobs because it's a one-way mission they're they're planning a one this is not like a nasa thing where they're like they bring the astronauts back no this is, is it, you're, they're gonna go there they're these gonna, are settlers yes yes okay. exactly this is they're the settlers. first wave of settlers yeah it's okay. like you know you're going to the the the, the new country right to to set up you know a life right. there you right, know, you're right. gonna have children who are gonna live there kind right. of a thing right, right right so uh sounds exciting and they and, and they had a surprising number of people that signed up to do it wasn't right? there like a hundred thousand people or two hundred thousand people like in, in the first wave mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now they've already they've they've already uh uh narrowed it down to 1,058 finalists. Wow. Which is pretty exciting. Yeah. You know who's not going to be among any of those people? Who? Muslims. Why? A fatwa. A fatwa (laughs) committee. And you know what? When they come out with a fatwa, that's it. So that's on what grounds? Like, I don't... Like, is there something that's a fatwa committee Islamic under the United be... Arab Emirates General Authority of Islamic Affairs and Endowments or the Uigarlisai? Lot well of done. nouns, okay. lot of nouns in All there. Right. Uh, has issued a proclamation against travel to Mars under this idea. Sheikh Mohammed Yusuf. Uh, the imam of the uh, Amina Mosque said, man's life is not his or her own property. It is God's creation, and therefore suicide is prohibited in all religions and, of course, by law. (laughs) So, okay, wait a second. So they're saying that because it's a one-way trip to Mars, it's suicide? Yeah. Okay. Which, by that rationale, means that, that... Anything you do is God. is is against God's law because eventually, eventually you'll die. You're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Eventually you're gonna die, which is like sort of the same logic as saying that like a relationship is successful if you're with that person until they die. Which means that if you met somebody like yesterday yeah. and then today you got hit by a bus, right? You could be like perfect relationship. Yeah, <laughs> till the day I died. Wow. So it's a pretty weird concept because it makes you start wondering, well, what else falls underneath that? Yeah, yeah. Not to mention... Well, I mean, here's the deal. I I personally think that Mars will be a better place without Muslims. Ooh, there you go. Right out of the gates. <laughs> Feldman comes out swinging. Uh... Don't you think, though? Yeah. I mean, I think if they could weed out all religious people... Yeah. Yeah, 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 It would really yeah, yeah. be the best. It but would be better. How many Christians do you think are in that finalist group of 1,058? 
I bet there's a few, don't you? Oh, I bet there's a couple. There's gotta be. I guarantee there's a you, there's, but like there's evangelical quite a few. type, like yeah. like yeah. Bible thumping mm-hmm. type. Hmm. I totally do. Hmm. It's Mars. Why wouldn't you want to send a missionary? Yeah. Well, there's nobody to convert. Oh, Mars. there's all the children from all the other people that are going to be settlers there. Yeah, but the, I mean, you could set up your. First of all, there's a lot of problems with their plan. I mean, people observers don't really think that this one's actually going to succeed. Like, you know, like Elon Musk's, you know, SpaceX. His his company, you know, is backed by a ton of money. They got a big plan and he wants to do a mars yeah, colony these, these guys like, have over a thousand people that are willing to die to get to mars yeah. i bet they're gonna make it sooner or later but they but they don't really have money is the issue they're mm-hmm. still sort of in the they, they and they don't have the technology and that's sort of they're like well but we'll figure it out <laughs> right and so they, they already isn't that how you do it though frank isn't that how you do it well, we'll figure it out. Isn't yeah, that how you get stuff it, done? It, it clearly seems to be a little bit of a publicity stunt on their part to mm. kind of use the, the 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 this big mass call for people to like get raise, some exposure. Yeah, exactly. Well, it raise got the it got the attention of the imam, who I also think is doing a little bit of a publicity stunt. You to think? be honest, oh yeah, clearly, don't you think? Like, here's this guy; he's getting some press. It can't. He, he, it's clearly like by your reasoning, I think you have the right reasoning here, which is, well, then you're like, you, how can you live your life? Can't because do anything. you're going to die at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So my daughter's gone to California to die. Yeah. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Well, in 70 years, but I still mean, none of the, the, these people would have been against all the explorers, you know, the yeah. cla- like they would have been sitting there in Spain going, no, 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 no. Don't send don't, any ships. Don't do don't, it. Don't, don't do don't, it. Don't. What if you what if you find the new land and you move there and then a long 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 time from now you might you'll die. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Eventually you're going to die. There would be no progress. There would be no human progress if if this right. dude was allowed to run things. I mean, it also there's a sentence right in here that says Islam forbids suicide, which I think uh by Okay. There's there's, what about those? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stories in the news that, uh, <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> Maybe you should denounce something else. I'm just throwing this out there. There might actually be actual Muslims I'm committing not, suicide. I'm not saying Mars can't be on the list. <laughs> But maybe it should be further down on the list. <laughs> than suicide bombers. I just throwing that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a thought. Yeah, well, you can't go to war. Because no. you risk being killed. Yeah. So or go the, outside the, the, the move, of your house. Yeah, you can't ride a bus. <laughs> yeah. Drive a car. You don't drive a car because you could get killed. And so, therefore, you chose to drive that car. Mm. So, therefore, that was suicide. Yeah. Fatwa against cars. Yeah. Oh, they would. They and, would. The, and fatwa skin, against skin cancer. Anything. And uh, what if you, like, it might just be a problem with Muslims in space, right? Because... <laughs> Praying towards Mecca would be a serious problem. Oh, oh, right. Do you just pray towards Earth in general? You'd have to. Well, yeah. Clearly, it's just a dot in the sky at this point. Oh, so you pray toward Earth. So there's that. There's some serious. There's some interesting things that are bringing in my head right now. You and I are sitting around the uh, pitch the pitch table for the TV show Muslims in Space. (laughs) And this is your response. Look, first of all, 
There's the whole problem with Mecca. Yeah. Where are they supposed to be praying? Right. They have no idea which way to put the rug. No, but it's the pitch. Muslims in space. Say, yeah. say, say, say. But watch out for the pigs in space. Oh, dude. Mus- <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> I'm just picturing some giant Robbie, uh, Robbie the robot that comes in but does the call to prayer. You know, and it's like it's little deep, gears. Deep, deep, deep. Yeah, it's little gears in its head are moving, and it's just like <laughs> It'd have really bad production values like the the nineteen sixties Doctor Who. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. of cardboard box robots mm-hmm. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at all. Because if you yeah. Yeah. So we've belabored our point. Eventually. I think, <laughs> I think we've made our point. <laughs> okay. Uh all right. So uh Fair enough. Let's see. Which one's next? Oh, the only one I have left. Um, so this is actually kind of a little bit of a follow-up. Uh, we have, we, we've talked about the... Uh, okay, first of all, we have to handle this story the right way because somebody did die. Okay. Oh. Um, but a Kentucky snake handling preacher and star and reality TV star dies from snake bite. This is one of those Pentecostal preachers. <laughs> Who way who you know? St- is it just me or tempts fate? Is this on the by bringing venomous snakes out? If one side of the scale is the fatwa against Mars because you might live there to a ripe old age and then die, right? Isn't this story the other side of that same scale? Yeah, yeah. Possibly. I mean, I you know you I know you said you want to handle it the right way because somebody died. I I got. Or you, have, you just want to go to the I dumb have, shit got what he... I have was... no fucking sympathy for this guy. I'm sorry. And I, don't, I don't mean I don't to sound... Sympathy. I don't mean to sound like cold-hearted or anything like that, but it's just like he literally got bit. Because I read this a couple days ago, and it's like he got he got bit. They had plenty of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. To get him... treatment. He refused mm-hmm. treatment. Yeah. Because that's the whole, that's the whole... You're testing your faith. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and they say a man would take up the serpent, right? What is it? Some, what's the, what's the scripture that's based on? It's in every Uh, article. Every article cites uh, the scripture, you know. Except the one I have pulled up. The faith in in Jesus Christ and you will take up serpents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's what they base all of it upon. Right. And like, and these poor snakes, anyway, that like live in a damn box. You know, they so, go out and they they yeah. they capture them. They live in a box. They're totally mistreated, and then just all of these assholes are just like swinging them around and mm-hmm. like, look, look, look what I can do. And they mm-hmm. cry over it and speak in tongues. And I have I have no sympathy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the longer I went with it, the more I'm like, oh, I just sound really angry about this. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Well, here's uh, a quote from Cody Coots. That's for real. No. Um, yeah. Coots? Coots. Well, that's the guy's last name. Jamie Coots is the name of the preacher who's known for his snake handling. Can't, I don't because think Because of this TV could... show. Right. right? Um, now, there's no way that that name has made its way out of whatever... Middlesboro, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, there's no way, right? Because you don't meet a refined British guy that's like, oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, Coots. Daniel Coots. Like no, because even with a British accent, you still sound. Coots. Well, he's Cody Coots. Cody Coots. Cody Coots. Cody Coots. I don't think it's dangerous. That's what he said. 
This is after. Yeah, this is uh, Cody Coots. Dude dies. Oh, is it his uh, brother? Who's Cody Coots? I don't know who Cody Coots is. Anyways, they call um, me Cece. He's a member of the family, and he says, The snake that bit him, we've been carrying it for four months. It's been carried hundreds of times and handled all kinds of times. But when it's your time to go, it's just your time to go. <laughs> it's, so, it's so pragmatic. Yeah. For a snake handler, it's surprisingly pragmatic. God had the snake bite him. Yeah, it was his time God to go. Had I mean, clear, it's God's plan. It's obviously it's his, you know. At that point, no, no amount of faith is going to save you. <laughs> if it's your time, it's your time. Like, there's no way out. Like, there's no way convincing these people because they have something out for everything, right? Like, I mean, well, I don't even understand. Like, that feels like it goes against every. Oh, Cody Coots is his son. It feels like it goes against every part of of the human condition that wants to survive. It's it's as if this mechanism has been put in place in these people Mm. that that you know the thing that you would because you go okay well if you were just suicidal then you wouldn't care about doing anything but these people go to work they praise jesus they pay their taxes they do all these things yeah 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 they have a mortgage i guess the 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 point that i can't like it's this idea of like self-preservation that 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 to lack that and that that is the thing that shows your level of faith seems so weird to me. Mm, mm-hmm, you know mm. what I mean? Like I can't, I kind of can't get around that. Actually, if there is a sort of tisk tisk shame on you in this story, mm-hmm. who it is? It wasn't it. Uh, was it National Geographic that had the show? Oh, that that was eventually. I think they they only did one season, and then sort I don't know made if, him famous for it. Well, and then I don't know if it was that they realized, hey, we should probably not do this anymore, mm-hmm. or if if. If I don't know what Again, it was that canceled the show. Unfortunately, the station that I or the the, the article, the, yeah. the, the, my source isn't telling me. I, I feel like the one I watched, uh, the one I saw. I, I feel like it was National Geographic. I could see that, like a Nat Geo. Yeah, thing. and and okay. and that to me is, and, and this will go to something that that you said earlier about the documentary that we're going to review, and and I I'll just cite it once here, and then we'll talk about it later. But but. I feel like that, okay, these guys were going to do this thing anyway, but giving them that much more of a platform is a fairly reckless thing to do. Um, but it gets ratings. God. You know what I mean? Like, that's all the network is going to care about, really, truly, at the end of the day. I rewatched you... Network the other day, by the way. Mm. When was the last time you watched Network? It's been a couple of years. I love that movie. Every time I see it, I go, why is this not on my top five list? Yeah. Like, seriously, this needs to be one of the films that I think of first when oh. people say, what are your favorite movies? Because Finch. it was Peter Finch, spot. right? Who's Isn't that, that's, that's the actor who's the, <sighs> I don't know his pretty name. Pretty sure it's Peter Finch. Yeah. Yeah. And he won the, he won it's the a, Academy Award. It's a Sidney Lumet yeah. film. Yeah. And, uh. No, yeah, it's good. Anyways. Um, but you know, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Just the other day I was reading something and they were, they were talking about, uh how interesting it was that, you know, something like, uh, uh, on September 11th, that there was only the one time that they showed the footage of the people falling, like Mm. the people that jumped out of the building that they didn't show that again. Right. And it's one of these few times in modern history Mm -hmm. that that level of restraint 
has been shown. You know, and there's other times like, you know, oh, who was the congressman that committed suicide on? And, and there was like a live feed of it, it was oh. back in the 70s. Oh, wow. but, but, you know, there's a handful of these times that are this sort of like, if it bleeds, it leads kind of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's, I think it takes something really horrendous to happen. Like, I wish, since this happened anyway, I wish that it would have been, uh, that they would have been there taping. You know, I wish that they would have been there taping because if they would have, hmm. there could possibly be a lawsuit. There could possibly be some kind of a, a, a who a, would have a, sued. I mean, I don't His know. His family's all for it. I don't know, but I'm just like, I'm just thinking and he like, was the guy running the damn thing. Who are I, they going to sue? It's yeah, I know, but I'm just thinking like some kind of a line drawn in the sand just to say like, okay, enough. Like, let's stop for a minute here. Right. You know, let's think about just the fact that they're in the room doing well, that. What bothers me, what bothers me is that the, the, the freedom of religion is so like been, been so blown out of proportion. Right. Right. As far as like what it allows people to get away with. Right. Right. As far as like engaging in clearly very dangerous activities and, uh, and, and, and like people putting their kids at risk. Because they won't get them they medical want, care. Yeah, in fact, there was Jesus a story just to, recently. Yeah. It was kind of an update. I mean, we probably should have done it as an update to uh, watch them like those, those two with the, that let their son die. Yeah. It was the second kid, second, second kid, kid that died yeah. of theirs because they wouldn't get the kid medical help. They were at least, they were sentenced this week. I can't remember. I mean, I guess details, it's because in that respect, you can you know, do that, but, but I don't know how you can. Freedom of religion is out of control. Well, and here, like, they should not be. I, I, well, I, don't I, I get. Record. I get that. I don't like. They should not be allowed to do this. No. Well, because well, think about it. Like, I get that that you can uh, you can legally step in and say you endangered your child by not getting them right. these shots, not taking them to the hospital when they obviously had this super high fever, right. you know what have you. Um, and then the parents can be held culpable for that. But then I think, like, you know, if if somebody. Uh, called the cops, said, hey, this guy is threatening his own life Mm -hmm. and he's walking around with this knife or this gun or this, you know, he's soaked in kerosene and he's holding a lighter. Right. Cops would show up, they'd arrest the person, they would take them to a mental institution, right? Mm -hmm. They would not allow them to be released to their own recognizance because they're like, clearly something's wrong with you. Yep. Yet here... You have an entire society of people right. that put their own lives in danger and have the philosophy, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go, right. and that's God-ordained, why are the cops not busting down this church and arresting these people? They did try. They they tried to take the snakes away earlier this year. We, I'm not even saying that. that I'm story. saying I'm saying put the people in a Lock mental institution. Up, yeah. Because they're unsafe. Yeah, but there's re- again. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, religious exemption for all this shit. I don't. You yeah, and I don't see what the difference is. And you're at not all. endangering other people's lives, only your own. But but and if you were it. doing that anywhere else, if you were endangering your own life, you would be oh, taken I away. I know. Anyways, we'll leave it at that. Mm. Um, Facebook.com/slash TGI Atheist is how you can follow the conversation during the week. Um, and if you'd like to, you know. Maybe get an email read on the show and ask us a question. You can do. You can send us an email at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, or you can always leave us a voicemail at 
six 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 eight four four two. Didn't I leave you guys your very first voicemail? I think you might have. I think I did. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Adam, when you get the ball rolling on this, I think people are scared <laughs> to do this. And I was like, okay. And I remember I was out. We were at work as when you and I worked together, and I was like. uh I was like, I don't, there's nowhere here in the building that I can do this. And so this is like the most, like, could have looked really creepy thing I could have done. I went and sat in my car in the parking lot and left you guys the voicemail. And just talked on the phone and you're in my car. How's that creepy? People talk in the phone on their car. Cause it was, cause you were like inside working and I left my desk to go sit in my car and call your podcast. <laughs> I, that was all in your head. In context, no it creepy. seems way That's creepy. That's not creepy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and uh, this is uh, retired Lieutenant General William G. Jerry Boykin. <laughs> I just name, like saying his name. It's because it sounds like a children's <laughs> song. We Jerry, Jerry Delta Boykin. Do it again. What is his name? <laughs> it's, uh, well, you have to say the whole thing. Retired what? Lieutenant General William G. Jerry ba- Boykin. Oh, my God. It's like a song from Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> right. I am the very model of a modern Anyway, major. so he's a retired Lieutenant General. He's currently the Executive Vice President of the Conservative Family Research Council. This guy's a Vice President of something? Yeah, Executive Vice President. <gasps> um, and uh, this, is, uh, this is what he has to say about uh, if, uh, if uh, Jesus... Um, well, when Jesus comes home, comes back. Yeah. 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 This, this is, this is Jesus his... comes home to roost. <laughs> yeah. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. And in Revelation 19, it says when he comes back, he's coming back as what? A warrior, a mighty warrior leading a mighty army, riding a white horse with a blood-stained white robe. And I don't know about the theologians, and I was at Dallas Theological Seminary yesterday, and I said, I'm not going to argue theology with you folks, but I believe that blood on, on that robe is the blood of his enemies because he's coming back as a warrior carrying a sword. And I believe now, I, I, I've checked this out, I believe that sword he'll be carrying when he comes back is an AR-15. <laughs> now I want you to think about this. Where did the Second Amendment come from? Where did the Second Amendment come from? I asked my students this. I asked uh, men's groups. I said, where does the Second Amendment come from? From the founding fathers. It's in the Constitution. Well, yeah, I know that. But where did the whole concept come from? It came from Jesus. When he said to his disciples, now, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. I know. Everybody says, well, that was a metaphor. It was not a metaphor. He was saying, in building my kingdom, you're going to have to fight at times. You won't build my kingdom with the sword, but you're going to have to defend yourself. And that was the beginning of the Second Amendment. That's where the whole thing came from. I can't prove that historically, and David will counsel me when this is over, but I know that's where it came from. <laughs> and, it, and the sword today is the AR-15, so if you don't have one, you go get one. You're supposed to have one. It's biblical. Well, <laughs> okay. And this was uh, actually at a conference for pro-family legislators. Oh. Yeah. So that's, you know, I mean, what's more pro-family than an AR-15? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I, I think I think that makes perfect <laughs> sense. I can't prove that it makes per- perfect sense, but I believe it. Yeah. I love that logic. I can't prove any of this, but I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be getting to more of that. Jesus with an AR-15. It's a it's a beautiful image. Oh, it is. It's beautiful, it's a, beautiful. It's a striking. It's a striking <laughs> image. 
would look great uh, airbrushed oh, yeah. on my Harley. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet it's been done. Oh, I've no Maybe doubt. a tattoo. Oh, yeah. That would be good, too. A full back piece. Oh. Jesus with his AR-15 riding a velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't cool. even know what sound an AR-15 would make. I think it's... Right? AR-15 is semi-automatic. Right. 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 So it would be... Yeah. yeah, but as quickly as you can pull that little trigger. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it is the son of God we're talking about. That his fingers very fast. Oh yeah, super fast. <laughs> but then when he goes to reload, the, the bullets fall through the holes in his hands. Oh, and... <laughs> but it's interesting that he opted for a semi-automatic rifle. It is surprising. Wouldn't he just go for a fully automatic? Like, like two of them, just. Just fucking Two rocket arms, launcher, just like, just like yeah, <laughs> with the uh, what's the 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 two bullet belts crossed across yeah. his chest. You yeah, know? yeah. Clearly, I yeah. mean, if I were Jesus, that's what I would do. Well, as long as we're making shit up, it's like he's <laughs> thirty feet tall and his eyes are made of fire, and that's the Jesus I I, yeah. I would want to believe in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. if Monster I had Jesus. to believe in Jesus. I'd go like Kaiju Jesus, like, yeah. you know, just like walks out of the ocean and starts like stomping down on yeah. The cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'd go for. Yeah. 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 He just destroys Tokyo repeatedly. Yeah, just <laughs> fire shooting out. And it's some, you know, some poor. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> some poor guy runs in front of the camera and goes, It's Jesus! <laughs> Run for your lives! It's He's serious! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's then ridiculous. he gets caught in the high tension wires. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I want to get to some email. Um, the first one I want to get to is somebody calling us out on uh, a. Mm. Uh, he says, "Seriously, guys, Saudi Arabia is liberal." Oh yeah, that was Dan did use the Saudi Arabia and yeah. liberal in the same sentence. And yeah. if you'll re-listen to it, I was like. Ugh. But, so you're, you're um, throwing him th- under the bus. I don't, he's I'm not, not throwing here. him under the bus. I didn't. I didn't fully like put the brakes on and be like, I don't think that's. But to be fair to Dan, this is where I will defend him. I don't think he was saying that it was like a Western liberal democracy. Swinging, swinging scene. But but um, the uh, the emailer does bring up a really good point, which is, um, you know, places like Jordan. Are, sure. Or or you you wouldn't. Uh, I mean, Saudi Arabia is a, he's in his words, is a regressive theocracy, the most regressive right. theocracy in the world. Right. And I mean, when you, th- when you start to really think about it, yeah, yeah I it mean, is. It is. Other, he's right. Yeah. He's right. You could put in Turkey in there as probably being a, a, a bit more, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, know. just in the, in the big picture. Um, but he's just like, yeah. Although I did say that, you know, it, the comparison, it's the. It's the clean the the cleanest spot on the frat the frat room floor. Mm-hmm. You know the frat the frat house kitchen. It's the cleanest spot. Like yeah, you know you still don't want to eat off of it. Yeah, you don't want to take a nap yeah. there. But yeah. you know, so good point. And uh, thank you, uh, emailer. He didn't want us to mention his name. So thank you. Yes, uh, for correcting us on that and clarifying. Uh, so uh, here we have an email from Andy. Uh, he says, hey, guys, um, Andy Newcastle again. Uh, this is where my pesky skills as a pharmaceutical and organic chemist come in handy. And he says, Frank, carbon likes to bond. It is the periodic table whore. 
last time, <laughs> um, I, we, Dan and I sort of riffed for a minute about carbon, whether it bonds, sure, sure. whatever. And I uh, had this memory in my head from, from high school about carbon liking to bond. And so we apparently for a it minute. loves to bond. So it loves to. It's a periodic table whore. It is. Uh, it's in the very particular situation where it is just not happy unless it is bonding with something, and the high content of hydrogen and oxygen in the atmosphere gives it endless bonding opportunities. Mm. And then he has a little dig on uh, on do they teach? How did you know this, by the way? Do they teach real science in Salt Lake City? Oh, that's nice, Andy. Wah, wah, wah. First of all, I didn't go to high school in Salt Lake. I'm not from. Second of all, if you've listened to the whole episode, you should know that high school science teachers here go on to become <laughs> state legislators, state legislators, mm-hmm. so, and, state legislators, and uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we do clearly, yeah, clearly. We, we've got our science nailed down. <laughs> so don't don't worry, Andy. Um, all right, um, and then this is from Robert in New York. He says. Um, that he just Googled atheist podcasts. And one of the top links that pops up is a list of atheist podcasts on Wikipedia. Mm. Um, he says it's a rather long list, but it does not have your podcast on it. This Ooh. is an oversight that should be fixed. Perhaps someone could contact them or edit it. I think one needs an account on, on Wikipedia. All right, there you go. So the way that this works is I, I believe the rules of Wikipedia, um, um, are uh, written up in such a way that you're not supposed to post about yourself, right? Or things that are like related to you and that kind of stuff. Uh, so somebody needs to post about us. I okay. think that's how Wikipedia, I, I think it's not considered in good form to go on and do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. So if one of our listeners Come on, would, people. would like to do that. Come on, people. One um, of you guys out there has to. Yeah, it's just the it's list of atheist podcasts on Wikipedia. So someone wants to do that that'd be awesome yeah. hey why not just start a page about us that's a great idea yeah on wikipedia there I mean, you go. why not yeah why not really detailed account yeah, of, totally totally yeah. detailed it's like an episode, episode breakdowns and <laughs> funniest moments absolutely would love it that's good uh so uh this next one is uh chris in texas he's asking he says that he's a former mormon atheist um and uh, he asked the question of how the hell does the church, the Mormon church, always know that I've moved and what my new address is? Oh. Yeah. They, for me, it was always my grandmother. I was going to say, they it's got to be. They would call around. My mom knew better than yeah. tell them where I lived. But yeah. My grandmother, finally, we figured it out and it was my yep, grandma. It's so, dude, it's somebody in your life. Yeah. Somebody they will track life. you down. Yep. They will call it any relation they can uh can, can conjure up mm-hmm. might be a cousin might be somebody in your extended family and uh, if it's worked before it'll probably work again and they probably just keep calling that person every time they lose yeah. track with you but they are good at it yeah they, yeah oh, they're so, very good at it uh, they probably probably just have like look up your credit now oh shit <laughs> i didn't even think about that yeah. i haven't been contacted forever yeah forever no oh, well ever is your name still on the I don't know. The rolls? Probably. Well, if, if you haven't had it removed, it's still there. Yeah, then it, then it is, but because I don't know why. You should have it removed. 
Yeah, I'm I all mean, about having it removed. I agree, and, I, I, and your guys's you. your guys's argument for it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's again, it's it's pretty low on my list. It's mm. it's, it's low on my list of, That's of things fair. I should do. That's fair. Um, let's see. What, was there something else that he was bringing up that I wanted to touch on? Um, no, I think I think that was it. He he asked about the temple a little bit, but I'm not going to get too much into that. Um, but thank you. Uh, there's Chris, some great, the uh, if he has questions about the temple, there's some, I've, I've found a couple of, uh, great hidden camera things. I don't know if you've seen these on YouTube. Oh, we had the guy on the show. Oh, did we you? interviewed him? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I, didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't no, know it's that. crazy. Yeah. It's totally crazy. I didn't know that was the same guy. Um, and then, uh, Josh, everybody will remember Josh. Um, a lot of you actually wrote in with advice for Josh. Josh is the, uh, guy who the atheist, Who's going through a divorce? His wife right. is a is like getting all fundamentalist now, or whatever, um, or evangelical, whatever the damn thing is. And uh, the the boyfriend was spanking the kids yeah. and all this yeah. crap. Anyways, so a lot of people brought like really jumped in and gave advice, and we read that advice on the show. Uh, and he says, um, "Thanks for answering my email. I will focus on making my kids thoughtful, kind men of character." And that's all I can do. When someone feels out of control, they need to focus on expanding their nexus of control, which starts at its center, um, the self. Oftentimes, our problems are perspective issues. My perspective was skewed by emotion, and hearing from my fellow TGI family helped me make the correct adjustments. Please thank everyone for me. You guys have no idea how grateful I am. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So... His story breaks my heart. Yeah, I know. Uh, we were talking. We were talking about him at the bar mm-hmm. the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad, Josh, that we were able to be some kind of help. Um, so, and uh, thank you, everyone who chimed in on that one. That yeah. was an amazing one where everybody kind of, or a lot of people, really felt the need to write in. And yeah. we got to stick and, together. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then, um, let's see, we have some don't, we actually have a lot of donors, uh, this week. We have a new monthly donor, uh, house of mirth. Um, and then, uh, is, is now a monthly donor. Thank you. House of mirth. Um, and, uh, and then we have a bunch of one-time donations. We have, uh, Andrew, Dan, Jennifer, and Robert, all were one-time don't, uh, donors. Thank you very much. Everybody was very generous. And then there's one here that I really want to... We never mentioned dollar amounts. But I'm going to mention the dollar amount on this one. Uh, Acme Bicycles for $52. $1 for each week of the year. Wow. So I like that one. That is awesome. Yeah. So there's... It's kind of picking up on how we like we went on a little diatribe about right, if right. everybody would just pitch in a dollar. You guys need to do like tote bags or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we do have some stuff up on Zazzle. Have, uh, yeah, you guys Zazzle. have Zazzle.com uh, slash TGI Atheist. Right? Yeah, there, you can get a coffee mug and we have a couple different hoodies. And again, right. that's Zazzle.com. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com slash TGI Atheist. You guys don't have uh, zip up hoodies, do you? Um, not at the moment. The second you get one of those, I'm I'm getting one. The ladies, you can get yourself a a ladies pink zip up currently. Okay. If you wanted. Okay. Good to know. Um, or a pullover. Yeah. But I can't. It's just nice, big, chunky logo on it. it, When you take off the pullover, then it's, it's all 
bare belly for a second before you can pull your t-shirt back down i can't do that is that like a phobia oh my god yes are you kidding (laughs) like if i'm at work or something and i gotta take that i I look like just excuse yourself go into another room there are ways to do this i can't do that just sit there hot for a minute Just sweating through some meeting. I just sit with it. I just or, sit with it on and deal. You tuck in your shirt that's underneath it, mm-hmm. and then you un- you pull it off. They're very nice. <laughs> Anyways, all right. When you get we, the zip we've up. been meaning to put more on, and there will be more on more stuff on. So just saying, coming up, you do. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, today we wanted to talk about um, uh, this movie, Questioning Darwin. Questioning it's, Darwin it's on HBO. Yes. Uh, currently, so if you're an HBO subscriber, you can get to it. Or if you know an HBO subscriber, you know, there's that HBO ghost, ghost stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and like the, the, the president of the company said, said share your passwords, people yeah. just share them. So, so now I have yours. Does that mean that I can just watch stuff on it or does it do something weird? Like, no, if you, you want can't... to, you can keep it if you want to. Really? Yeah. Oh my I changed the password just for you because it was the same password as my uh, bank account, <laughs> which I did decide was probably a bad thing to text to you this afternoon. Probably. So probably. I was like, let me go change that yeah, real quick. Yeah, your bank account. And I came up with a very cute one. It is very cute. But but I uh, that's that's awesome. I didn't know if it was like a it, you know, cuz Spotify it'll kick you off of one computer if you're using it somewhere oh, else. No, you can use up to 5. At a time. You really don't care if I use it? No. Holy we have, shit. It's fine. We'll talk You've, about the rest. We'll talk about the rest of this. Off, we, we could off, do this offline. offline. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So questioning Darwin. What did you think of it? Uh, I liked it. I, I, I found a lot of it uh, really informative. Yeah. Um, Should we give a little synopsis of yeah, like how I mean, it plays out? It's surprisingly timely because one of the main figures in this is Ken Ham. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, who just did the, the, the Bill Nye, uh, uh, debate if uh-huh. you want to call it that um but uh uh you know a lot of it uh, uh is footage of him and interviews with with him and with uh and and amazing footage of his museum oh, his creation as a museum i was like they i want f- to go to there are you kidding me they had full access oh my god it's fantastic yeah. and so uh we can talk more about that in a minute but uh uh with him um and lots of other uh pastors um, and you know, sort of religious figureheads that we uh, not you know as people that that aren't really um, uh, in the know with that kind of stuff probably haven't seen before. You know, I mean, lots of they aren't they aren't the big mega church people. They just seem to be these more sort of like uh, uh, pastors where then we get to see them at their churches and yeah. you know nothing nothing on 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 the scale of something like. Uh, um, Jesus camp or something like that. It's right. more, and, and, you know, there are definitely ones that, uh, there's some of these people that you're seeing them and you're just like, Oh God, and rolling your eyes. And then there's, there's other people like the one, uh, who, her name was Rose Rose, which I couldn't figure out what was going on there. I didn't notice that, but she's, uh, you know, she has this sort of a Christian mission, uh, where, you know, they feed 150 people. Every yeah, night. Yeah. And like, you know, with somebody like her, I had a hard time rolling my eyes because I'm like, oh, look what she's doing. Though. Yeah, like, let her, she can believe whatever the hell she wants. That's great, you know. <laughs> but there's definitely other people that you see on there and, and you know, oh, these poor kids are being homeschooled. Oh, my 
my god. Wow, they do not have a chance in the world. And it's like, little Dennis loves science. And it's like, does he? Does he really? Does he actually love it? Because apparently, but according he's gonna go to, to... He's going to go to some Bible college. Well, where he's going to study college or science there. Yeah. And all he's going to get to do with his life is like teach creationism. I mean, literally, that like would be that's... like if I'm like, oh, man, I love collecting cars. And you came over to my house and I had a garage full of bicycles. You'd be like honey, these aren't cars. Right. That's essentially what his life is going to be like. Where yeah. He's like, I love science. And they're like, that's not, I don't know what you think you're doing. Well, I that's mean, not science. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't love science. Right. He has no idea what science is. Right. Um, and so, you know, half of the documentary is split up of, of, of talking heads, interviews, interviews with people like this, and then talking head interviews, uh, with scholars and scientists right. talking about the history of Darwin and then these amazing uh, uh, treatment scenes of sort of following Darwin's journey uh, from thinking that he was going to become a member of the clergy right. to the Darwin that we know right. uh, sort of at the end of his life. Um, these beautiful scenes of the Galapagos of uh, the following the ship, uh, you know, talking right. about his journeys. Um, and that stuff was really riveting. And, and this voiceover of from his actual diaries and journals and uh, all that stuff was really, really interesting. And right. to, to sort of uh, balance it between this biopic of Darwin uh -huh. with these terrifying people yeah. <laughs> that feels very much like the kind of people that we see in a doc like Hell House. Yeah. Um, it was it's really, it's kind of a whirlwind. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was, it was kind of strange because I always have this reaction whenever I see uh, like creationists put kind of on the same level. I mean, as legitimate science, Yeah, you know, when creationism is, is, is put in the balance with legitimate science, it always seems like it's just not a good, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's it's there there isn't really parody there. Right? No, there isn't. Well, and, and I completely agree with that because I think that like at, at the very least, not that I think that he has a legitimate argument, but putting somebody like Ken Ham on one side uh -huh. and then putting someone who is a scholar of Darwin on the other side, you go right. well. Even though Ken Ham is as crazy as a shit house rat doesn't take away from the fact that he did fund this entire creationism museum. Right. And so you can at least say, okay, there is a parody there in terms of argument because this guy is a powerful force of this movement. Right. Whereas then sort of just having like these talking head figures where there's like a, a kid, a teenage kid being like, well, I think it's this because skip a dip a do. And then all of a sudden we have somebody from Oxford on the other right. end say the next thing. You're like, well, then who the hell was this kid? He's just like somebody that happened to be at the creationism museum. <laughs> like, cause if that's the case, then let's just have, let's have him. And then an average teenager that is in a regular science class. That's the same age that actually is learning about Darwin. Yeah. Don't put that, don't give that kid the same amount of screen time as the person from Oxford. And that would be my normal reaction. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's, that's kind of what I was saying before is that that that's normally where I would, I would go. And when, when you see that happen, right. Yeah. You see those, the, there was the, some of that there, but, but, but what I think was interesting was that by putting them there, it, it's not that it was like, I, I really didn't spend enough time 
like really organizing my thoughts about this. But it it seemed to, I mean, it is the discussion that's happening in this country. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it. And so it's, it's unfortunately for better or worse, that is the discussion. Right. And so to actually put them up in, in the same film, hold up these, these two examples of like, well, which is it? Almost? You felt like that, that, that showed what is actually happening. Yeah. And well, because we do have this, fair. you it know, was we... presented in a very fair way, right. very, not clearly a very balanced way, but it, it was, it was very, it was very respectful of the creationists. Right. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't judge the film itself. The producers weren't standing in judgment and denouncing what they had to say. No, they, now, they it, let the camera roll and yeah. whatever, uh, you know, whatever was, ways in which these people want right. to step in it. I mean, it was a little terrifying. It, it was know. a little terrifying toward the end when it was like, I, I think it was, I don't remember which person from the uh, Darwin side um, was saying that the only way, in fact, I think I wrote it down. It was, if the only way you can perpetuate your ideas is to lie to children. Oh God. Right. <laughs> uh, then, then, then clearly these ideas should, should die. They should, they should go away. Well, and I think that's one. And of then the... you see the, the family where the kids are being homeschooled. Right. And well, we, we just didn't want these kids, you know, because they teach evolution in the schools. Yeah. You know, and so we we didn't want them subjected to that. And yeah. So you we, see we, them like, we let them know that they're going to be made fun of, and yeah. but you know, in the, at this at the same time, there is this uh, absolutely brilliant moment where uh, we we see um, this scene of of all of these uh, creationist um, teenagers mm-hmm. uh, uh, sitting outside. And their pastor, and obviously it's this thing that this pastor, and this is the same guy who makes the amazing statement saying that if the Bible said two plus two equals five, then I would believe it. I wouldn't need, even though I knew math, I would just, I would take that and I would put it into my life as part of my belief because it's here in the Bible. And I would try to figure out what it means. What it means. Yeah. Um, Which is sort of like, wow, you don't need anybody to make fun of you, do you? You don't need anybody... To like give you a gotcha journalism, all you got to do is just let him sit and talk. But that's his good line. That's that guy's line. He's he, that was not the first time he said that no, line. No, of course like, not. He loves that line. Yeah, but has no idea how silly it makes him look. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he has obviously put together this, uh, you know, this like Q and A with the kids, you mm-hmm. know, about uh, creationism and and about uh, evolution. And, and, and he asks them these very leading questions and they give these very stock answers, um, right. in this scene. And what's great is that right after that, we get one of these scholars, um, who has studied Darwin so much. And, and obviously they had shown her that scene mm-hmm. and her response is such a stroke of brilliance because she says, you know, these kids have so many opinions about what they think that Darwin was like and what they think of evolution, what they think of what he did. And she said, if he had been there, if Darwin had, if Darwin had been there out there asking those kids questions, she said, first of all, he probably wouldn't have asked any of these questions that he knew that he had already instilled the answers in these kids, you know? And Mm -hmm. she said, 
he would have loved to have this very lively debate with them and, and get them to have a bigger sense of wonder about the world around them right. and get them to, to question everything, including what he would have said. He wouldn't have wanted to say, I already proved this, so this is done. Right. He would want to have that debate with him. He would want to get into it with them and, right. and have this discussion because he loved doing that because right. that's what his entire life was based on. And I just thought, boy, <laughs> you know, that is... That is so that that is a better that is a better answer to this entire ideology than mm-hmm. everything else is that these people are saying, you know, here's a man who's godless, here's a man who did all these things. And and what the movie, uh what the documentary at the end of it, I feel like, really shows us is that, you know, Darwin keeps referring, uh, and the scholars refer to it too, that 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 his his final answer on this theory of evolution uh he refers to over and over as uh the murderous conclusion oh yeah and that's such a powerful idea that it that it that he knew that it was going to destroy for other people the ability to think of this as all one big plan in the same way that it destroyed it for him and that that was he was, he felt so much guilt over it. He felt so much responsibility over it. And that he went through this moral tumult that Mm -hmm. none of these people, these creationist people in this, Mm -hmm. in this documentary have ever looked at. Right. And that they're just like, how can you even think that way to even think that way? Oh, it just scares me even thinking about it. And it's like, well, what makes you think that Darwin didn't like who, what gives you the fucking hubris to assume that he didn't? He's well, you know, he, he was an incredibly godly man yeah. at the beginning of his journey. Yeah. And it just, it irritated me so much. And I thought the the doc did such a brilliant way of showing that, that like he went through this wrestle, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. that was so significant to him. Yeah. You know, and then you get these people just going, Ooh, gives me chills just thinking about it. And you're yeah. like, yeah. Well, and the woman, there was a woman toward the beginning of the film who says, uh, what he's done is worse than murder. Yeah. Because he told the truth as he saw it, yeah, and people and people believed him, yeah, and bought into his argument, and he was able to convince because of his because of how much work he had done and how many examples he'd pulled together, yeah, he he was able to convince the the whole of the scientific community, and that he didn't know, and that he didn't know where he was going, where his destination was when he started. No, because he, he did it out of a he did it out of the same wonder mm-hmm. and respect for mm-hmm. the world around him. Well, there was some line about how he was, he was always checking himself for like, um, like any question that was coming up. He always was forcing himself to be willing yeah. to overturn any of, uh, any, any of, of his, his other old ideas, prior beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, and that he never, such, and that he I mean, never stopped yeah. having the wonder, you know, he talked about, I mean, this journey that he went on, because, you know, they, they talk about him starting from this place of very uh, pristine British society. And mm-hmm. so that in that environment, it was so easy to look at the world around you and say, everything's here for a reason. Right. And then he gets out into nature out of a love for God and out right. of a respect for God's work. Right. And then he finds total chaos he finds full-blown anarchy and that through that anarchy he never stops seeing the wonder and the beauty but he also sees these the terrifying death and destruction and he says how can this be orchestrated where's the 
where's the meaning in this? Right. You know, and through well, where's that, where's the goodness? Where's yeah, the where's compassion the, of this God? Where's the when the, there's so much misery and suffering? Well, and in wasn't the world? that an interesting thing where where we wall, you know, as sort of a, a, a collapse in on itself as we're seeing that um, we're back to modern day with with you know these two evangelical parents whose uh, uh, child mm-hmm. is terminally ill mm-hmm. and in the hospital, mm-hmm. and and it's so interesting because the mother has this idea that's just like, it's the plan, it's the plan, it's the plan, it's God's plan. Right. And the father is towing that line too, but there's this thing in his eyes and in his speech and the way that he's talking where he's like, I, it's not my place to, it's not my place to wonder. And he kind of pauses for a minute and there's this very candid moment where you can see through this thing that he's trying to believe. And he goes, I mean, I don't know what God's plan could be to want to have my child die so young, but I guess I just don't, I guess I just don't understand what the plan is. Right. I mean, it's so painful because you can see he's reaching, right? He's like reaching out to this bigger, scary truth there that like, ain't no fucking plan, dude. Like, it's just your kid's dying and it sucks. Well, but I think uh, most believers follow that thought up with something about their need for faith. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, he's two, going to retreat. Two plus two equals into, five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's going to retreat to that. Yeah. Well, most likely. Well, because, you know? and I think Especially, it's his, I think it's his wife that says the idea of a world without God is so terrifying. Yeah. You know? And what I, do you think about that? Like the film was, was like, it actually introduced the idea of sort of suffering in the world. And like, it was amazing. It was, there was this yeah. montage of like animals ripping each other apart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, well, and, uh, and that Darwin even refers to this one, uh, kind of wasp who, uh, whose life cycle mm. is in the body of another, of another animal. And that it's completely, yeah. in a caterpillar yeah. and it's completely barbaric. Right. It's life cycles, completely barbaric. Well, and, and that Darwin actually makes a, makes it a point in his, in his journals to say, what kind of a God would create this animal that, right. that its entire life cycle is about suffering right. of other animals? Yeah. Where's the, where's the divine inspiration yeah. in that? Well, but, and, but here's the thing. And it's something that like for me, and I'm sure for you too, because you know, we both grew up Mormon mm-hmm. and it's something that I always forget about mainline Christianity, which is they, they, they believe in this, the idea of the fall right? The fall right. of Adam and the original sin. Whereas yeah. Mormons don't believe in original sin. We have our own sin. We don't, it's not Adam's transgression. Right. Right. right? And mm-hmm. I'm, and, I'm pretty and sure. So, I don't, I don't so, think that like, we ever really got into that. We're, yeah. we're not culpable. We, we, we live in a post fall world, but it, that was all God's plan from the beginning. Right. Right. Like he set everything in motion that, so, so like for me, no, I totally thought about pain this and suffering. Too. In in uh, in sort of a Mormon context is very different than what these people were talking about, and so like I was like, holy shit! Yeah, they're putting it all back on Adam. Yeah, and the, the, then we all just have to we all just have to deal with it. Like, what kind of fucking god sets that up? Yeah, like that's even more more well, miserable then, than just living in a world with a lot of. Well, and, and also that's killing. Each yeah, other. exactly. Well, and also the, <laughs> you know? the, uh, well, yeah, because that's what, and I think it's Ken Ham, uh, who, uh, and this is a whole other dilly of a pickle, but I don't want to get into all this, but the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs in the oh, creation museum, so right. Weird. And, but, but the, he literally says, he's like, you know, the dinosaurs were there, 
uh, were there too. They were all there in the, in the garden of Eden and no animals were killing each other. Right. And once the fall of Adam happened, right. Which, and then, but, but the problem is, is like the story gets murky again, because first of all, the sin, original sin is introduced because Adam, uh, and it's not even Adam. It's, it's according to their logic, it's Eve. Eve's the one that actually takes the apple. Right. And then Adam's the one that's dumb enough to be like, oh, I want some of it too, I guess. And then the logic yeah, is I, murky I because tell that part so, so, so then original sin happens and then it gets murky because at some point, then when Jesus shows up, he dies for everybody's sin and sets the clock back to zero, but then everybody still sins anyway. Right. I don't get what that's supposed to be, but, but I do think <laughs> it's, that it's none of it makes any yeah, sense. No, Are it's you all, really trying like, none no, of it. I'm, I'm kind of stepping back and just being like, why are we trying to make sense of it? Well, because why, why do we? Why we do I ever trying, sit around trying to make sense of it? Because it's just like because it's amazing that so many people believe this and are willing to be like dumbass snake handler dude and die for it. Yeah, that's true. And and I think that that's the thing that is so fascinating in this movie, and at the same time so infuriating is that you know I think that uh, one of the things that's mo- the most fascinating is that one of the last. Uh, bits of sort of voiceover uh, uh, journal entry that they have of Darwin is is him talking about where his faith still lies mm. and that it makes you realize that this guy who you know they claim is like the originator of all atheism of all time and da 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 still has this sense of respect and wonder for what he sort of refers to as this unseen world. He's an agnostic at the end of the day. He still says, you know what? I figured this out, but it doesn't mean that there isn't a ton of stuff out there that we don't know. And we'll probably never know because that's the way that things work. And that he went through this massive soul searching and journey. Um, and that all these other people can, can just wave their hand and say, what a godless you know, heathen. Mm. And it's just more than anything. I left with this feeling of not that these people were stupid, Mm. but that they're just so disrespectful that it's almost like I, if this, if this is the best that they've got, yeah, then time will eventually work this out. So do you think ultimately it was an, an indictment against the, the, the creationists? I mean, it's, yeah, I do. You think so? Because again, I don't, I I think that, I think that when you, when you have Ken Ham talking about how Adam and Eve were in the garden of Eden with a velociraptor, like curled up at their feet, you don't need to do a whole lot else. You need to just let him keep talking. (laughs) Right. Like there's just perspective as a non-believer, right? Like, what do you think a, a creationist watching that film, what their reaction would be? Do you think that they see it differently? Like, I wonder how balanced the film was. I would hope, I would hope at the very least, I would hope at the very, I think that a creationist watching it would get out exactly what they wanted from it. Just as I think that an evangelical watching hell house, Mm. which I think the hell house doesn't even have an opposing point of view and is a, a deeply, deeply disturbing movie to anyone who is not right in line with their thinking. Yet, I think that any one of those people that watched that doc that were part of that group Mm -hmm. watched it and they were like, awesome. You totally captured it. Yeah. It in no way makes them look like fools to themselves. No. Um, But I would hope that a creationist that watched this 
would, if nothing else, even if they still thought I in no way believe in evolution, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me that they still don't believe in it at all. But I would hope if nothing else, they came out on the other side and they, they thought to themselves, you know what? I still think that Darwin was led astray, but, but I believe that he, he, he cared about his own convictions enough that he went down that path, hmm. that he wasn't just some godless, you know, scientist who didn't come from a place where he sacrificed his own beliefs. Like that this woman says, I don't even want to think about that. That's so scary. It's like, well, guess what? Darwin did. Yeah. He did go down that road and he knew he was coming up with a murderous conclusion and it yeah. scared the shit out of him, but he cared enough about the world around him to keep searching. Yeah. And I, and, and I think that even if you don't believe him, he, he deserves the respect for somebody to at least say, yeah, he did. He did go down that path. Hmm. That's what I got at the end yeah. of the day from yeah. from the doc, and in that way, I really enjoyed it because I, I did too. It gave me a lot more respect, I think, for Darwin, just because it really showed sort of that travel that he went on, right. and just going, man, what a brain on that guy! What just like so powerful to see yeah. these little things and go, okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going down this path, you know? Right. It's it's pretty heroic, yeah. So huh. I, I enjoyed it. I did too. Um... Yeah. But anyways, um I think that's that can be the show um today. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, for joining thanks, us. Man. I love doing this. I think this yeah. is my is this my fifth or I don't fourth? Know. Fourth or fifth. I would say it's probably more like your fifth. Maybe. You've done it a number of times. I now. have done it a number of times. Um no, uh, thanks you, a lot, man. Do you was... want to plug your, your podcast? Oh yeah. If uh, if anybody out there uh, is interested in, in hearing the movie review show uh, that that I do with my uh, my friend Adam Pulcher. It's called A Damn Movie Podcast because puns are awesome. Uh, that's a D A M N Movie Podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. All that good stuff. But uh, um, yeah, if you if you like uh, 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 movie reviews and things of that nature, um, it's a pretty pretty funny show. It's pretty loose, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't take ourselves very seriously at all. So, um, but uh, but yeah, you should you should check that out. If you like that kind of stuff. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Yes. Um, and uh, if you'd like to, if any of you listeners would like to join the conversation during the week, you can do so at facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Or you can email us. Our email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Both of those are great ways of um, uh, sort of participating with, with the show, on the show. Um, and then, of course, we always like to thank Mackenzie for all of her help on Facebook and just kind of keeping us on track these days, to be honest. It's good to um, have somebody in charge of your social media, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, and then, of course, we always like to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use uh, their music at the opening oh, and yeah, closing yeah. of the show and, and all of that. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and have a good week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.